0: Hello, hello, and thank you for dancing in the discomfort zone with me today. This is Ann Bonney. I am your host, and today's guest is me. Uh, I wanted to talk about change. You know, it occurred to me the other day. Uh, I, My specialty is change. I've studied it. I've experienced it. I've, you know, seen teams through it. And a friend of mine asked me, you know, she was going through a big transition in her life. Unfortunately, her husband just died and she needs to go back to work full time. And she's trying to figure out this massive, scary transition in her life. And she said, could you please send me a couple podcasts about change? And I realized I don't talk much about change in my uh, in my podcast. So I decided I should make an episode about, you know, a little bit about change and a little bit about the... Um, you know how to get through it a little bit more easily, how to think about it, so that it becomes these transitions that oftentimes we don't want to deal with uh, are a little bit more smooth. They're always going to be uncomfortable, hence dancing in the discomfort zone. But if we've got a mindset, a thought process, and maybe some strategies to be able to get through it a little more effectively, our life isn't quite, we don't feel like we're riding around on the wrecking ball in life and just trying to make it through the next day. So, I wanted to talk about something that I've been thinking about lately. A friend of mine said, you know, people don't usually resist change. What they're resisting is the transition period. And I was like, well, wait a minute, aren't they the same thing? And she's like, no, the change is the actual change. We're getting a new computer system. I may know that the old one is garbage and like the new one is going to be much better. But I'm resisting the transition period. Because between the moment where my current self, you know, doesn't know anything about the new system, to the point where my future self knows the new system is comfortable with it, I'm going to be really uncomfortable between those two selves, right? That's the transition period. The change, getting a new computer system, is not the problem. It's the transition of figuring out how does how do I get to that new future self who's comfortable with this. That period of time, however long it takes, is the uncomfortable part. That's the part we resist because that's the part where our competence goes out the window. I don't know how to live life without my husband. And our confidence goes out the window and we start, you know, that inner voice of doubt starts going. So that was a really interesting thing as we think about dancing in the discomfort zone in that transition period. And I liken it, you know, I always think about the comfort zone as a nice, comfy, cozy cabin in the woods. Maybe it's snowing outside, but you don't have anywhere you need to go and you've got good snacks and you've got good movies or video games or books or whatever you like to do to keep you busy. And um, when change happens and you realize, you know, things need to change, we find ourselves outside of the comfort zone. We're like on the porch of the comfort zone. And, um, and and as I think about this difference between the moment of change and the period of transition, I liken that moment of change to being on the porch of the comfort zone. I haven't actually moved into the discomfort zone yet because I'm resisting that transition, period. And this is where what I call punch it, Margaret, comes in. Sometimes you know, our brain is telling us, that inner voice of doubt is telling us everything that's going to go wrong and all the reasons why this is a bad idea. As we're standing there on the porch of the comfort zone, our current self knows this change is happening or has already happened and we can't go back in the nice, comfy, cozy cabin. We've got to go dance in that discomfort zone. We've got to engage in the transition period in order to get to that new comfort zone, the new comfy cozy cabin, where whatever the change is becomes old hat. And so that's where Punch It Margaret comes in. And this is what I talk about in my keynote. Uh, Punch It Margaret is just like, move it, go, do something. Um, Because action shrivels anxiety. When we start taking action on something, we feel like there's something I can do here. There's something that I can do to make this a little better. Or to learn about whatever's happening. you know, and sometimes punching at Margaret sounds like this big, huge action. Um, and I should probably pause for a second and tell you where punch at Margaret came from. So my grandma, I tell this story like, of you keto. Know, my grandmother, uh, she was a lovely, tiny little lady. she was an English teacher. So when she gave you the look, like you didn't mess around with Grand Peggy, or otherwise known as Margaret. And Grand Peggy drove really, really slowly. <clears throat> and my brother and I lived with her one summer when my brother was learning how to drive. He was taking his, you know, we lived overseas, and so my parents said, hey, go live in North Carolina with your grandmother, learn how to drive, get your license, and send a 14-year-old along with him, which is me. Um, and every time the three of us were in the car, Grand Peggy would never let my brother drive, and she drove really slowly. And we'd come to a four-way stop, and she'd come to a complete stop and she'd let everybody go that was their turn. And then she'd turn on the English teacher, look. And she'd make eye contact with every other driver at this four-way stop until they were. she was sure they knew it was her turn. And then she'd ee- to the intersection really slowly, continuing to make eye contact with all the other drivers before she finally realized it was safe and she would proceed through the intersection. Now you can imagine for a 14 and a 16-year-old it was infuriating. It was, it would drive us absolutely nuts. It was just like, go. as so one day, Grand Peggy makes eye contact with everybody at the four-way stop. She eases into the intersection and my brother yells, punch it, Margaret! <laughs> one of the best moments of my life. Uh, there were consequences, so I'm not saying that you should ever yell at your grandmother, but that's where punch it, Margaret comes from. Hit the gas, go, do the thing. I know there's, You know, you're thinking about all the things that could go wrong, but once we're dancing in the discomfort zone, once we're off the porch of the comfort zone, once we start to engage in that transition period, even though that first step is super scary, our courage goes up. Our resilience goes up because we start to build our self-efficacy. We start to build that belief that what we do matters and that we do have some control over the actions we can take to make this a little less terrible. (laughs) So when I say, Margaret, you're getting off the porch. You're saying, okay, I'm ready to dance in the discomfort zone. I'm ready to engage in this transition period to hopefully get to that new comfort zone as quickly as possible, aka my future self, where whatever the change is, is less terrible. (laughs) So, um, and punch it, Margaret, sounds like it's this big leap of faith and you're quitting your job and moving to Bali and buying a bar and never wearing shoes again. No, no, no. Sometimes punching it is a teeny tiny little boop, boop, right off the porch of asking a question or researching something online. But once we start taking that action, even if we can't see the path to our future self, if we can't see the path through the transition period, how are we going to get there? Once we start taking action, start asking questions, start researching things, the next step and the next step becomes more clear. And you're learning and you're engaging in doing things. You're not just sitting on the porch worrying about how everything's going to go. I mean, I recently heard somebody say that anxiety is an emotion of the future. We're basically got our head in the future worrying about everything that might happen, but we don't know if anything's going to happen yet. So we're sitting there worrying about things that might not happen, and we're not taking action, and we're not learning, and we're not, and this is why I call it dancing, because sometimes we'll take a step forward and realize, oh, crap, that's not the right direction. We're going to dance over here. But we figure it out, and we dance, and we get through that transition period faster because we are having the courage to take the action, even though our brain is telling us everything that's going to go wrong. So this is what I love to think about, love to talk to people about and to try to boost the courage to take that step to engage in that transition period, right? I don't have a problem with the change. The change I may know is a really good thing or there's nothing I can do about it anyway because it just happened. But when I say, okay, cool, I'm going to engage in this transition period even though I don't want to, even though it's scary, I'm going to punch it, Margaret, and I'm going to start dancing in the zone. When you are in that transition period, you can get to the new comfort zone a lot faster. Thanks for listening to Dancing in the Discomfort Zone. we got some more great content coming at you next week. So keep listening. Make sure you subscribe and have a great day. Thanks for dancing with me.